fucking monsters. <laughs> And the mics are hot. Mics are hot. You ready to bring the energy, Randy? Welcome to 91 Octane. Welcome to 91 Octane. I am John. I'm Randy. And on today's episode, we are covering day two of SEMA 2021. And it did get better. It did. It did. Yes. It did. Uh, so yesterday we covered uh, you know, sort of the racing and racing hall uh what is it adjacent items mm-hmm. um and you know there was a lot to see but we weren't particularly excited about anything other than like the Toyo Tread Pass mm-hmm. which had been the had, had the full carbon R32 GTR um but today we spent more time outside maybe it was because we are the people of the sun and we were enjoying the sun a little more yes or maybe it's because the cars were just straight dope outside yep I think for the most part. Um, where did we start on our trip? I mean, we kind of... We went through the main lots um, of the Hoonigan Burnyard. Right. They were going on. They were going on, and we're, we can't even talk or hear each other yeah. after we're doing um, our thing. We're trying to figure out what to record and how to record it. Yes. But we can't even hear each other. Correct. In the conversation, nothing in the in the Hoonigan Burnyard really struck me though. Did no, not not really, except for the Lambo. Oh, yeah, that yes, was, uh, that had. Uh, it looked like an inline. It was an inline six. Yeah, so I couldn't tell if it was an RB or a two JZ GTE. But yeah, crop- crazy exhaust work. Amazing titanium exhaust work. Yeah. Um, I didn't even hear what he had said either, but. Um, he was talking to somebody about the build. The oh, I, I don't know. The owner was there. Yeah, I hadn't but even I seen him. Couldn't hear him because the drifting was yeah, going on. The backfire. Was got, yeah, otherwise, I think we would have probably spent more time with those cars. Yes. Had the Hoonigan event not been going on, correct? You just couldn't hear anything. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, that's just. I mean, we're like old men, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, stop that racket. Yep. But then we kept walking and went further into the Optima batteries section correct which they also had shows but they didn't have anything going on yeah right? and a competition i believe a stopping competition or some sh- a stopping competition yeah it was like a breaking like br- stopping a breaking com- competition. i didn't see i didn't see that's that. what the guy mentioned that autocrossed his nova oh yes. but they didn't have it going while we were there no it'll be tomorrow apparently on Thursday. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yes. Okay, so then we can see it and see it then. Yes, <laughs> maybe if we're here. Yeah, um, but then uh, as we walked to the end of that, we saw a Buick Grand National, which I is think on your list. It's it and it gets higher and higher on my list every time I see it. Mm-hmm. Um, you were surprised. By my reasoning for it, because I mentioned that I like the look of it. Yep. And we talked about this a little bit while we were recording. Mm-hmm. But um, is the look of it why you wouldn't own it? Yes. And I'd mentioned that it's because I grew up around Buicks. My One of my childhood best friend's dad had a Buick something. The, yeah. Probably the cheapest one. Right. And I just the interior, that velour, like fluffy interior and the the boxy gauge pod on the dash like it just reminds me of my childhood which is great yeah but it doesn't ring it doesn't strike me as like something i desire to remember from my childhood so g bodies are my like com- what convertibles are to you okay from where, how, like kind of in the same way where like i don't like convertibles uh-huh. i don't like roadsters I've seen them all my life. Uh-huh. Everybody out here, that's all they talked about, California yes. and drop tops yes. and whatnot. Um, but you really like them. I do. Right? Yes. And you like to drive with your top down as much as as you can. That's how I like it, top down. Whereas the G-Body, for me, uh-huh. you know, you had experience with the G-Bodies all your life. Right. Right? Growing yes, up yes, all the yes. time. It, yep. But, you know, for me, it wasn't really like that. Mm. 
And if they were around, I didn't pay much attention to them. They're inconspicuous. Yeah. But you're right. This is not a state. Uh, California is not a state of Buick Regals and GMC products all nah, over the place. Like if, yeah. if I if I saw G bodies, mm -hmm. they were like low riders. Mm. And at that point, they're like so many different colors and, yes. you know, they're works of art. So you look at them a little differently, not as a performance vehicle. Okay. More so as a, you know, walking piece of art. Yes, I see. But with I the see. Buick Grand National, man, I like, you know, like I mentioned on some of the recording that we did, it's just, it looks like a badass villain car. Yeah, I get it that. Just it makes looks, sense. Yeah, it looks like it can power through any wall mm -hmm. ever, <laughs> no matter how powerful the engine is. It's it just looks like rugged and strong it's weird because and i mentioned that maybe the e36 had something to do with it because of the sharp lines that the e36 has uh-huh that might have led to maybe crossing over into you know the buick grand national mm -hmm. um but yeah because you're right like the more you describe your side of things yes the more i start thinking of mm, yeah i guess he's right i mean it is inconspicuous inconspicuous yeah it's sort of generic for the most part. Buick. Generic Buick. Buick generic Buick. Yeah. yeah. Um, and even the Grand National, other than it being just black. Yes. I mean, it's not completely different from the normal Buicks that you saw out there. Absolutely correct. But just, they, I don't know, it, those some of those coupes, they just look great. Sure. I mean, for me. Yeah, for, I just think for it, your yeah. taste. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. hard. I think it'd, it'd be hard for anyone to drive that car and not look mean. You think so? Yeah. So it's like a Batman villain car. Like almost. if you saw a grandma driving the that Buick Grand National, I wouldn't think differently because that's what I grew up seeing. Oh, <laughs> see, and I would think she's a badass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would be like, yeah, that granny gets down for sure. Okay, okay. Ah, uh, interesting. Even an all black one, like a murdered out one. Yeah, I mean, I grew up seeing them uh, with those. Um, that, this makes more sense. This is driving Miss Daisy car. Yes, a thousand percent. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Why we're mm -hmm. on sort of the opposite sides for this one. Yeah, yeah. It's but I, it's it's again higher on my list. It got higher it on got your higher list. Higher on my list, and I even mentioned that you know before it's like oh you want the GNX, you want a specific one, but theirs was so rare. I don't care. I honestly don't care. Oh, what it, I don't care what it's powered with. It's, uh -huh. As long as it's a Grand National. Yes. I don't care what's under the hood. I don't care. You know. Well. To a degree, because you did ask. If you would be willing to take an EV. An EV one, and I wouldn't. For one reason, those cars, because they are so old, uh -huh. are very noisy. Okay. So they're rickety and squeaky, right? So you'd hear all the squeaks. So you'd hear all of that <laughs> if it was an EV, sure, you know, whereas sure. if it's a, you know, ice engine, it's masking those things and uh, you can be a little more comfortable. Got it. Because for me, dude, any little sound drives me nuts in my cars. Oh, okay. How about, are, are you like that? Yes. Are you, absolutely. Okay, you're able yeah. to, uh, but you're not able to do, you have to like fix it right away. Um, Sometimes you can't find it though. Right, yeah, for sure. Which those are the those, those are, are the worst. worst. And my Celica, the seventh gen, had that problem, the O one, and it was And you could never find it. it the no Gremlin. man, yes. Yeah, yeah that drives so. me nuts. Absolutely. Eventually you do get used to it. Like months down the line, you're like, All right, well it seems to be normal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yeah, like especially in those early stages, it's kinda like, Oh, this is driving me crazy. So right. I know that would happen. With the, with the older cars. I think there was a – I don't know. I think there was a Nova that was EV converted that was on Instagram. Okay. And they drove it, I mean, out of a driveway and maybe 100, 100 feet forward before turning around and driving back. Okay. And the whole time it was like <laughs> – <laughs> 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 yeah. And it's just too much. I can't deal with that. Yes. I can't deal with that. I would definitely EV a, a modern car. Okay. Or maybe a race car, which uh -huh. I know is going to make noises, right. but a street car, nah, I'm good. Okay. Nah, I'm good. Okay. But moving on, we got excited about a 72 Nova SS that was about two cars down from that Grand National. Yes. And the reason why I got excited, I won't speak for you, Randy, but the mm -hmm. reason why I got excited is that on the windshield, it was written that this man drove... 3,420 miles to SEMA 
in that car he was showing. Yes. A 72 Nova SS. Well, that's what made me want to talk to him. Absolutely. That that struck me the most about that car. Because, again, I grew up seeing a lot of Novas. and a Yeah. Lot of anything Chevy. I was in GM land growing up. So it was it's not outside the norm. I me. mean, before we get into, you know, the meeting Rich, mm-hmm. what was your initial thought with the, you know, upon the realization that this man drove – over almost three and a half thousand miles to um, SEMA in that car. I think it's awesome. I've driven almost an equivalent number of miles moving out here from uh, Chicago. So, what car were you in though? Uh, 2008 Honda Civic. Okay, <laughs> it's not too far off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would argue uh, it's close. Yeah, uh, yeah. maybe a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Um, no, he. I think it's gutsy for him to do something like that. For sure. He obviously knows how to take, uh, you know, care of the car to make sure he can get here. Yeah. And that's a high degree of confidence for a car with over three hundred thousand miles on it. Yeah, I mean that. That's my initial thought was this guy is either insane, uh huh, or like extremely in tune with his car, and it turns out that he's extremely in tune with his car. Yes. So we we uh, because of what we saw written on his windshield, I was like, we have to talk to this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I reach out to him. Um, we want want to set up. We wanted to talk for a few minutes. So we introduce ourselves to Rich. Yes. Who is the owner of this '72 Nova SS, which is known as the All Over. No or Olova Nova. Yes, that's his hashtag. Right? Yeah. yeah. Which apparently this Nova is known all over uh, <laughs> on Facebook. He said. Apparently, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. not on. He's not on the Instagram game yet. Yeah. Uh, but he starts describing to us that it was just him and his buddy, mm-hmm. uh, and eight hundred bucks of gas. Yep. And they drove from Maryland to SEMA to uh, all the way to um, Santa Monica first. Oh, to Santa Monica first. That's right. He had pictures. Yes. And then back to SEMA. Yes. For that super trip. And this is the car he also autocrosses. Yes. Uh, I, I don't remember if he mentioned tracking it. No, he didn't say – he never said track. He, he never said, said track. Off, but he said – I think he said he was at Road Atlanta not too long ago. Yeah, I think so. So maybe. So this is like a multi-use, multi-purpose, like Swiss Army knife car. Yes. And a literal Swiss Army knife car because mm-hmm. he's able to tackle thousands of miles in mm-hmm. it. And it turns out he's had this car for over 20 years. 23 years, I believe is yeah, what he said. Yeah, yeah. And you, what you liked about it also was that it was like his perspective was a marriage of your and my mindset for the car. Right. Yes. Which was. Which for which is he married the idea that um, a car is meant to be used as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Drive it. Make mm-hmm. sure you're driving it. No garage queens. And getting as cheap parts <laughs> as possible. <laughs> and that made yeah. me like connect with him more. Oh, right? for sure. Yeah. When he was because he was describing like. How everybody else's car had these expensive suspensions, yeah, and he was getting away with like secondhand, yeah, super cheap purchases. <laughs> yeah. And I was yeah. like, "This is Randy. I'm talking <laughs> to Randy right now." Yeah, but that is a segment niche of car guy, right? Or yeah, for type sure. Of car guy. Yeah, yeah, it is. And yes. I think he. I mean, he made away like gangbusters with some of the stuff mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. described. Yes, but he was just a really, really genuine dude. Yes, I uh, really enjoyed the the few minutes we had to talk to him. Right on, and much respect. For going all out with that car, I don't know that I'd take that trip, even in the in, in, in as, the E ninety two in as oh really yeah, Why from not Maryland, a, Maryland to Santa Monica, dude. If you're retired, you would do it, maybe. <sighs> I don't know. Maybe that should be your retirement uh, bucket list: is to drive around the country and drive different tracks. It is on my bucket list to do that. Yeah, but I I would imagine being well enough to. Like have an enclosed trailer, mm. like rented, okay, and then okay. taking the E thirty six to each Got track. It. Got it. I don't know that I'd be. I don't know that I'd have the same experience if I took the E ninety two to every track. Oh, and drove it there. You'd well, you'd long for your E thirty six at each yeah. Of those I, I long, long. For you it. would. You would. Long I for would. It. For, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's 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 what I want to do. Damage in <clears> the E thirty six. But you would need the comfort of the E ninety two to do that kind of a drive. Ye- yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like I'd still be more comfortable in like a truck. Right. You know, doing that trip. Yeah. 
I definitely don't. I don't know that. So I, you're a diva is what you're saying compared to this guy. Well, compared to this guy, 100%. Absolutely. 100. That's, I think, why I respect it the most. I don't think that I could do that in a 72 Nova. <clears throat> he did say he put an AC in it, so. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. You know? I can't imagine I mean, He didn't mention a heater, but, you know. Yeah. He has AC. <laughs> and he said he did the trip in, what, four days? Four days. That's about right. Damn. Because Chicago to here took me three days. Was that nonstop? <clears throat> no, 12 hours a day. Okay. 8 to 12, depending. 12 hours a day. The first two days were 12 hours. Then we stopped in Vegas. And from Vegas, it's like, you know, it's only another four hours to L.A. So 12 hours a day driving. Mm-hmm. That's rough. <clears throat> in a Civic. Eh, it's right-sized for me. So I'm not uncomfortable in a Civic. That's true. Yes. And you were young. Back yeah, then it didn't I really matter. Correct. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Back then it didn't really matter. Yep. But anyway, we moved on to other things. We went we finished up at the Optima Battery checking out an S2K and we had seen a few other S two thousands prior to that. Yes. So some questions I have for you, Randy. Okay. Have you drawn any inspiration to get back and make modifications to your S two K? I already have aesthetic goals in mind for right. S two thousand. So this didn't add to any sort of inspiration by any means. Okay. What I what we saw from what three or four S two Ks. Yeah. Right. There was the gray, like a fully built one, a track one. Yeah. There was one inside on that lift that we saw last right. minute. Right. That one's the weird one. Yes. Um. It had a gold roll bar. I don't know if you saw. It, it did, and um, for the Voltex spoiler that it had, it had rep wheels. So that just that was weird too. Yeah, yeah that yeah. gave me the big thumbs down. Total diva. I, I I'm being a brand whore. To notice yes, that. Yes. but I mean the brand that was on there <clears throat> is ESR wheels. Yeah, yeah, which felt a little cast felt, wheels. Felt wrong. Yeah, it's dirty. Like on a, I know this is total gatekeepy, but on like on a like a Civic, yeah, it's fine. Yes, I see that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. On an S two thousand, though, F- on on the SEMA floor, on on the not even that. I mean, it's just regular. True. On, on an S two thousand, enough. Yes, I would expect to be treated not not as well as you treat it. Yes, with you know your Rolex wheels. Yes, but you know definitely a little better. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah. That's, yeah I, I mean, you know, like you loved some of what we saw. There was a K twenty four swapped S two thousand with with a turbo. Yeah. And uh, we had a fun little video. That one was done well. Very, very well. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. I've never seen. A Usually when you color match a car that much, yes, it can go wrong. You thought it was, it was okay? But I thought it was okay. I think the color he chose is soft enough to where it's not as bad. It was like a very light gray, but I mean – the valve cover was gray. The the intake manifold was gray. Yeah. Everything around the engine seemed to be the same color. Yeah. I mean, it was an amazing, from an engine perspective, it was an amazing build for sure. I mean, for the most part, to me, it was flawless. But then to a discerning eye like Mr. Randy Shosen. Yeah, he had some six-speed lug nuts with the spikes on it, which are easily changeable. So Yeah, I thought that was a little weird. I hadn't noticed them okay. prior to you mentioning that. Those are like eBay lug um, lug nuts. Yeah, I mean, right? I even I – And mean, the styling of it is even just – Even if they were like, like a, a great brand, it's just a weird thing on that car, right? Aesthetically, it just doesn't match. He had titanium neochrome oil cap from a reputable brand. Okay. T1R, I think, is what it was. So he was matching his lug nuts to the oil cap. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. So, yeah, we're I'm getting nitpicky, gate, definitely gatekeepy. So, but it was probably just for the show. Yeah. That's what I'm going to assume. You just know, kind of a last-minute thing. To stand out, to make it, to give it some flair and yeah. some attention. Yeah. So fair enough, you know. Would you vote that S two thousand into the indoor portion of SEMA? It should go there over the the red one that was in on That's that exactly lift. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, definitely. But then you wouldn't see the engine from where because the the S two thousand on the lift was up was there. Up, yeah, yeah, lifted yeah, up. Yeah, for sure. You would yeah. have to put it down. Yeah. But I do believe that a lot of the cars that we saw outside, I was expecting to see inside. 
Yes, agreed. So the the car show is definitely outside of SEMA. For our niche yeah. of Euro JDM, all outside. We got relevant. I mean, just tuner in general, right? Yeah. It's just it's mostly muscle American indoors. From what we saw in the race hall yesterday, yes. Yeah. And a little corner of JDM. Almost no Euro yeah. indoors yesterday. Um, yeah, you're right. We saw – I could count. Like, we saw the 318, the Enios, which we mentioned yes. yesterday. The 3 Series, which I don't know which one it was, with Toyo outside, which mm-hmm. we saw today. Mm-hmm. And a 2002 we saw today. Yes, indoors. The Optima E36, which, you know – We've seen two years ago. Mm-hmm. That was outdoors. Yeah. That was indoors. Optima? No, no, no. That was outdoors. You're yeah. right. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. at the Optima thing. Um, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, there weren't. There wasn't a lot of representation for BMW either. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't a lot to be inspired by on my side. Mm-hmm. Oh, we saw an orange um, G, whatever. Oh, the What's G80 M3. Yeah, the, the new M3. That was. <coughs> we have no pictures of that, I don't think, even. I think I might have taken a pic i'll have to check but i don't have it it was okay you liked it i said it's growing on me okay the Wh- front why mm, maybe because it had the halloween colors going with the carbon fiber <laughs> and that orange or it's the orange for me the orange probably i liked that shade of orange it's like a mango orange and i like mangoes uh, so yeah. yeah i'll be a sucker <laughs> for a, a good orange I like wild colors. I don't know what it is. Well, I mean, wild colors are cool. I, mm-hmm. I like oranges and yellows. yellows. I like a right yellow and a right car. For yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. But this particular car, I was not too fond of what they had done to it. And I'm already not too fond of the G80s. Yes. Look, obviously, performance-wise, it's a great car. Mm-hmm. But, you know, on the look side, I thought it was a little weird that it had the trim on the hood vents. Yes. It like I said, it seemed very like Pep Boysy type mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. of mods. And other than that, it was really high off the ground. I didn't. You didn't look notice at much that? else. I was only yeah. looking at the front, purely at the front. But it did have a spoiler. I didn't. Look you didn't at notice that. Else. Okay. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So I would have expected it to be a little lower. Okay. You know, prior to that, but it was in. I don't know what those exhibitor areas are. It's like they don't bezo- belong to any specific brand, right? They're almost just parked out there. Yes. So you probably, yeah. I don't. That's a good question. Yeah. I, I know there's a battle of the builders, and some of those cars are that are out there are that. Yeah, battle of the builders. but they're kind of sprinkled in, right? I I was looking for a, um, there's a, GT86 that has been converted into a tube frame, almost completely converted into a tube frame, and the rear the rear suspension is super complex. Anyway, I'd been following this on Instagram. Okay. I forget the Instagram name, but I was hoping to see that car um, at SEMA. I thought he said he was going to be there. That would have been interesting. I think you would have enjoyed that. Okay. Yeah, like they, they, they had some interesting engineering created for like levered suspension in the rear. Oh. But anyway, that's what I would have expected to see for like the battle of the builders mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. So not a lot of stuff that I saw outside seemed to be, you know, battle of the builders type. Of builds, right? You know that I can see. Although that car, I don't think there's an engine in it, so I don't know how it would win. Oh, okay. Yeah, at least not yet. Mm-hmm. But anyway, moving on. Uh, it looks like since you weren't inspired a lot by the S2K, for the yes. most part, it looks like we're not gonna be taking any aggressive. You ain't moves. seen shit for a while. That yeah. sucks, we'll man. See. Why no, not, we'll see. man? No, what we'll are we see. getting to? Uh, it's because the Voltex. Let the Voltex go. <laughs> let, let the Voltex go. <laughs> let yes. the Voltex go, Let my man. people go. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Seriously. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I guess we'll see. You know th- You know what that means. <laughs> yeah. We'll I, know, I know exactly you, what that means. You know means. what that means, yes. But anyway, I must concede something, Randy. In the SEMA specials from two years, two years ago, Mm-hmm. We discussed booth babes. Yes. We had a heated debate. A heated debate on whether booth babes or, you know, women in these booths know car stuff. Let's say just the booth babes because there are women that are wearing polo shirts. Well, in that case. know ca- a little bit of product about the product. Or then in a that lot case, I don't concede. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because we didn't hit up any booth babes. Uh, I did. 
with the Enios E30. Right off the bat. She was a polo. No, she wasn't. Oh, she was a. She had a mini skirt on. Oh. Not, I mean, <laughs> how would I know that? Right. But she, okay, whatever. Okay, so then I guess in that case, I can concede on one data point. Okay. So what happened was we had a heated debate. I was on the side of they do know, they would know car info. Randy was on the side of that they wouldn't know car info. Correct. And we weren't l- going out there to prove or disprove Correct. what happened two years ago, uh-huh. but in just sort of asking questions and trying mm-hmm. to understand about the products that were there, mm-hmm. we decided to ask the people that were near us. Yes. Now, you asked – What do you remember what you asked? I absolutely do know what okay, I asked. Okay, ha- break so that, that down for us. E30, um, that Enios E30 or Enios, however you say it, Yeah. there is a half-carbon fiber post on the roll bar. So well, it's actually the whole roll bar looks carbon fiber, but it's painted. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why it's half painted. So I was like, wow, is that whole roll bar carbon fiber? Yeah. And so I went up to this um, lady and asked her. And she you, – you tell me what she looked oh like. Oh, my far. God. She was, like, offended yes. that you would ask her a technical question. She yes. was like, I don't know. Yes. Why the hell are you asking me? Right. She didn't say that. Yes. But the look she gave screamed that. Yes. Yes. And so she deferred to Farouk, mm-hmm. who was actually there, but he was talking to somebody else. So we couldn't ask the question. So we couldn't ask the question. Right. But what we learned is that she didn't know. She's like, oh, I'm I'm not really here for that. Yes. So at that moment, I said, oh, damn, like, Randy – you get a point. <laughs> yes, yes. So it's sort of the, the, the same conversation we had two years ago sort of popped up because of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it ended up happening, I think, two more times. Now, it wasn't with Booth Babes. Yes. But um, I walked up to the NASCAR booth mm-hmm. where they were showing the new, new gen race car. Yes. And they had... Front ends by Chevy, Ford, and Toyota. I, I believe fr- yeah, so. Yeah, I think it was those three. Mm-hmm. And I don't know a lot about these cars, so I was like, oh, let's let's learn more about the design process. And what I wanted to know is, so do they give them like this, like basically a core and the manufacturer is responsible for designing this front end? Or are all these front ends the same, but they're just stickered differently? Oh, right. Like just understanding what the process looked like. And there was a girl there and she looked like she was ready to answer questions. Yes. Now, we did hit her with the, oh, are you okay with us recording? We're going to ask you some questions. And I put a microphone to her face. Okay. A microphone the size of a USB stick. Mm -hmm. So it's a little weird. Mm -hmm. So then I ask her the first question and she's like, kind of stuttering a bit. I'm like, oh, she's just a little nervous. We'll let her ease into it. Um, and I'm like, so, you know, how does this work? So does a menu, f- uh, does, you know, is NASCAR providing this car and they just get, you know, l- different liveries or, you know, is there a different front end or whatever? And she's like, um, well, I, I don't really know, <laughs> but you can come here. And I'm like, okay, so she's going to take me to something and then talk to me about it. Uh-huh. She really just left me with the screens and told me to read the wall. <laughs> And I was like, ah, oh, damn it. Like, yes. proven Randy right again. <laughs> um, and then I can't remember what the third one was. Do you remember? Well, at the Legacy EV booth, that one, yeah. the C10. I don't know it she, was that one. No, not that one. I don't one. know that it was that one. Because okay. that one was, she didn't know one aspect. Correct. Because she was conversing you about that car. And the product. And the product yeah. for a lot up to that point. But I wasn't asking technical questions about the build. So. Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Which is fair game. Like I, I mean, w- I was asking for the NASCAR. I was asking information more about what is being displayed. Correct. You were asking about broader questions. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but she wasn't a booth babe. Uh, correct. So that's also correct. I mean, I know it's not a representation of the whole show, but yeah. I was really hoping to get a point on my side, <laughs> and I didn't get it at all. Yes, I didn't so get it. We'll at see all. what twenty twenty two has in store. Yeah, we'll keep we'll keep at it. We'll keep these data points and keep sure. at it. So. Oh yes. Um, one comment I was gonna have with uh, the Optima area was it was very heavily muscle car, and these are road racing cars, autocross or whatever. One thing that I was 
I was genuinely surprised by was the adoption of carbon fiber in the muscle car world. Yeah. There is a lot of it now. Yeah, very significant. And, I mean, it's great when, like, you know, the, uh, these uh, different um, uh, products or whatever come come and cross over because share the wealth, right? Enjoy and partake in all of these benefits. But, like, whole front ends of these classic Camaros were, like, carbon woven – um, we saw it in the Trans Am yesterday, yeah. where they had painted over it in green, but let the um, let the Pontiac logo show through with carbon fiber. So it's kind of cool to see these racing applications on these boats. They're basically big boats on wheels, yeah. But nonetheless, you know, attempts to lighten the car, make a full front end bumper. I was thinking about this, fiber. and you know, parts for these cars are getting harder to find. Yes, right. So if you have to make the part. Mm-hmm. Why not make it out of carbon fiber? Yeah, it's the lightest thing. You know, yeah. maybe that's what it is. Yeah. You know, I guess we can look in and see if there's many any manufacturers that are making carbon fiber parts for old muscle cars. It's such a big industry. Yeah. Uh, here in the States, at least. Yeah. Especially, right? Yeah. But you're right. There's there's so much more carbon on muscle cars now. Yes. Yeah. Whereas before, it was almost exclusively tuner stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Tuner, Euro. I don't know if tuners got it. Like, the JDM got it first before the, the – in. I would uh, say it was definitely Euro? well, it's definitely more popular with the Jap- on the Japanese, JDM side, right? Because for the Euro, like there was a po- there was a moment with Euro where there was a big like uh, battle between JDM and Euro, yes. right? Like yeah. it was taboo to rice up your Euro car, and so carbon fiber was a rice up. Air quotes. Carbon fiber was a rice oh, up. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Whereas oh. for like, and I always had issues with it because I always thought that G- JDMifying the Euro cars mm-hmm. was an improvement. Ah. Whereas purists always thought it was a butchering the car. I see. Yeah. I see. Interesting. Yeah. No, that it is... was a short stint of that. It was yeah. like when forums were like peaking. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So between the... 08 and or like, yeah, yeah 04 to 08 there, or yeah. 2012 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a big deal. But then sort of like carbon fiber and racing. Mm hmm is huge mm-hmm. and that kind of gave gave more reputation a better reputation to carbon yes, fiber yes yes so i mean I, I guess a question for you is are there any cars today that dethroned the full carbon r32 gtr that we des- designated as our pick for yesterday no from a build quality perspective no yeah from an Almost equally interesting car for me. Yeah. There was a, a close runner-up, I would say. Really? Which was that da- Datsun 2000 that, like, I don't – did I – I hope I took pictures of that one. I got pictures of that one. Yeah, so I'd mentioned to you uh, – you know, it's a car that's, like, kind of on my radar. You could almost say it might be on my list. Um, gosh, I didn't – oh, yeah, I did take a photo. Yeah, it's um, it's full, like, wide-bodied out. looks like it's all hand-welded. Wel- yeah. Like rat rod style. With an LS swap in it, and a I don't know if that's an OEM hardtop. Looks like an OEM hardtop given the build quality, um, and a big big <laughs> Wang. He's a big Wang gang. And yeah, no, that car looked crazy cool. Yes, it was really really cool. I, I mean, it, it also looked like it would drive like a death trap. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that also made it cooler as a result. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Really, that's a close runner-up to the... Just from a wow factor for right. me. Right, okay, okay. Not from build quality by any means, okay. by any stretch of the imagination. So the Geico Chrysler 200 didn't do it for you. <laughs> no. <laughs> did you post that? I did not post okay, it, but okay. I will. Okay. I will post it. Yeah, so the Geico booth outdoors had a uh, Chrysler 200. Dude, like no one, g- like, no one gave them a memo of what SEMA <laughs> is, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the old ladies so work in the booth. So many people would have loved to be their car for a day. Yes. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, you've mentioned before that with a little bit of work, mm-hmm. the, uh, the E36, our E36, the 91 Your E36. But, yeah, the brand's yeah, E36. Yeah, the brand's yeah. E36. Um, could be a SEMA car. Could be a SEMA car. I and still I, and think I've so. always opposed the idea. Yes. Now seeing the Geico Chrysler <laughs> 200. <laughs> <laughs> There's a chance. There's a chance. <laughs> I could have been their car. You know you what I mean? Like, I would have put as many geckos as they fucking wanted in that car, <laughs> and we would have been kicking 
it outside, dude. I thought that was so strange. Yeah, because it, look, it looked like they went to Hertz and rented a car. Yes. for the event. Yeah, <laughs> a thousand. Percent. Or the lady that was boothing for them just kind of drove up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, like, yes, yeah, yes, like yeah. it was a corporate car. Right, right, right. That was so strange. Like no one gave them like a memo. Okay? Yeah, like you're going to SEMA. Bring something can, that attracts yeah. a little bit. Actually, you know what? Maybe we should have talked to them. Maybe they don't know. And they need someone to kind of guide them in their SEMA journey for next year. You, If they have a SEMA post, you should DM them and be like, hey, if you guys need a SEMA car, we've got one for you. Yeah. All you got to do is pay for the car to get there. Yeah. No. All you got to do is pay for the mods <laughs> and you can get an E36 and an S2000. Oh, the, hey, there hey, you go. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Voltex like only. <laughs> Voltex only, Geico. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Lord um, knows they make a lot of money. Yeah, so. hell yeah, dude. Insurance oh, is funny. a scam. That is so but funny. But then we moved on to the converter reclaim, which I had talked to you about yesterday, not on the podcast. Mm -hmm. But there's a company that is uh, boothing at SEMA, and their what their job is their to, business. Yeah, their business is mm -hmm. to recycle catalytic converter contents. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, I had mentioned to you, I was like, this is kind of odd because now you've got a major player propping up yes the catalytic converter theft market. Correct. So, as Great and prestigious automotive journalists, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. that we are. Absolutely. We went and asked the hard fucking question. <laughs> yes, we did. You actually did. Yeah. So we yeah. went to uh, we went to Converter Reclaims booth and asked them if we have some time to talk. And right off the bat, just asked them the question. Just went in with no Vaseline. Yeah, you, you went in <laughs> super raw. <laughs> But rightfully so. Who's yeah. got time to beat around the bush? Yeah, and I was like, hey, man, you know, like, the I think the, the thing that we're most curious about is, you know, how do you deal with the ongoing theft of catalytic converters? Mm -hmm. Like, how, you know, how do you battle that you know, considering your business? Yes. And he either was ready for it. I mentioned this to you. Either was ready for it or they really have the right guy for the job mm -hmm. because he kind of broke down the process of how they deal with it. You have to give your uh, ID. Yes. You have to. They don't take any cash payments. Everything has to be traceable. Yeah. Which makes sense. Um, and then, you know, all the information is collected. And he said that once Basically, they do their KYC, which is like kind of KY jelly. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, it's like knowing your consumer. Okay, right. Yeah. So that's getting all the necessary information to mm -hmm. be able to trace all transactions back to them. Okay. He said that people that are in it maliciously shy away. Yeah, they ghost. They ghost. Those they, are the yeah, words that's he what used. the words he. They ghost. Yeah. And as soon as he said that they ghost, I said, "So you have had people." That I've had requested and then have ghosted when you ask them. And he's like, yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But he's like, we're doing our best to make sure that that doesn't happen. That we're not supporting that side of the market because that's not what we are. Right. Which I thought was fantastic. And so then he starts – he goes into breaking down why they actually recycle these things. Mm -hmm. And the, there's a lot of precious metals in catalytic converters yep. that unless recycled – they're lost forever. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. So they are recycled them. Do you remember the numbers on what they do uh, a year? Uh, 56 million since – I didn't hear all of the information. Yeah. But they he said they did about a quarter million um, catalytic converters over a span of how many years? I, I don't remember. I, th I thought it was this <clears> – <throat> Well, if it wasn't just this year. Yeah. I, th I thought it was yearly. It must have, but then the total number is like fifty-six million. Yes, which, dollars worth, which is nuts. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. apparently, they that the the company Converter Reclaim recently started, mm -hmm. but they had done this business prior to that. Yes, locally. Yeah, so I think I mean, whenever you're recycling precious resources, one hundred percent on board. Mm -hmm. And I would, but I had definitely had issues with the catalytic converter theft situation. Yes, um, but they kind of kind of made it a little more comfortable in terms of what they're doing. Yeah, because it great. makes sense. Like if someone's taking your ID and all that stuff mm -hmm. and you're a thief, nah, you're going to go sell it to a scrapyard or something instead. Yeah, and the process is exactly like trading in your cell phone over the mail. Yeah, for sure. You get an estimate of the value. 
they ship you the box, you put it in the box, and you ship it back, and you get your cash at a later point. Yeah. Once they've evaluated it, so Damn, that's crazy. So it's, it's a great business. Seems like a good business. Yeah, it, for sure. I mean, yeah. and it looks like they're not doing much because mm-hmm. all they do is actually disassembly, mm-hmm. chopping it up, and they send it to somebody else. To melt down the the guts of the cat yeah, and, and and get the precious metals out. Correct. Yeah. Which I mean, it's I mean, hopefully it's a good business for them. Absolutely. Yes. Oh man, but yeah, I thought that was interesting too. It was mm-hmm. one of those interesting things that we probably wouldn't have made it thanks to. It was a post by Fix It Bong Bong. Oh, that's yeah, what. Yeah, that he what? posted it, and I looked at it, and that's when I started looking into the company, and I was like, man, this is so oh, odd. okay. That's yeah. how you got to put on to them. Yeah. I, I had no clue. Same here. I don't think we would have known about that spot okay. otherwise because we yeah. weren't really planning on going there. Nope. That was not That was completely by luck or chance. Yeah, but then SEMA did a switcheroo on us and moved the product, new product showcase to this hall. To the tool hall. To so the tool hall. Yes. Full yeah. of tools. Yes. Is L- that such hall. as us. <laughs> such as us, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And we saw uh, we, we saw the product, new product showcase. Now, were there any products that were highlights for you? Um, as jokes or like serious? Either way, I think. Well, I think the primary one was the um, computer or remotely controlled spoiler um adjustment yeah pedestals and there were two of them so what they did was they would raise or lower and change the angle of your spoiler by um from your driver's seat you'd have a remote control for being right. able to do that yeah which is simple in in theory right but it's well, it also has a built-in ecu Yes, to yeah. know to, to change based on Ch- based on characteristics that you configure. It. Yes, yeah. yeah, based on your yeah. driving dynamics. Yeah, at the, go at, above in that seventy, do this. Yeah, you know, change whatever. the angle, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah, for I think sure. it's cool. Yeah, for so. sure. So that was probably the highlight for me. That's kind of one of those. T- it touches on the tech nerdy side of my brain for for uh, car related stuff. Now that you've had a little more time to think about it, because the wing was my highlight too. Okay. Um, and we'll we'll go back to talking about it or, or what I think about it. But mm-hmm. I do want to talk about the one other product that I thought was interesting. But now that you've had more time to think about it, mm-hmm. what do you think about the refrigerator cold air, cold air intake? It's a little funny. It is, right? Yeah. It, it, it almost plays like it's not real. Yes. Yeah. Um, is it effective? Do you think it's effective? So what it does is let, – let me describe it a little more. It's a cold air intake. But what it does is it connects between your throttle body and your filter, filter, mm-hmm. and it cool. It literally refrigerates yes. the air coming through, mm-hmm. so you're sending colder air into your engine, and it's called natural uh, natural nitrous. Yeah, natural nitrous, which I thought was funny because it's like. Are they talking about farts or are they talking about <laughs> – yeah, because that's what – yeah. You got some cold farts, Randy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, it's weird. I would expect more information for, like, dino stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good – You know, like, that would have been measure. nice to see there. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they don't have it makes me even more suspicious of it. Okay. Uh, but I imagine SEMA would have to vet these products, right? I don't Or do think you just so. pay to get something displayed? I, I think it's just you pay. Uh, Did you see the price? No. Three grand. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Yes. Three grand. For that, you can get a nitrous kit. Yes, absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Maybe it was a joke. Maybe there's a prize for reporting this to SEMA. Uh, like, they're, they're like <laughs> somebody has to say something about this, and then we'll give them a million dollars. There you go. Yeah, we should. I should have taken a picture. I didn't. We have the video of it. Right? Yeah, but yeah. I don't take a picture of it either. But yeah, we'll 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 pull the video. But yeah, that was it. Was very interesting to have a, it, what is essentially is an a air conditioner, tubular air conditioner. Yes, that goes between your filter and your throttle body yes. to cool the air that goes into your engine. Mm-hmm. Natural nitrous. Natural nitrous. Uh, it definitely gives like late night infomercial vibes. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Is your engine getting too hot? Yeah. of air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you need to refrigerate? And it's like the, a grandma that's like sweating yeah, and like, like sweating, exerting and like the cars heat. like stuttering and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, and then use natural nitrous. Right, it's not a fart. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, I don't weird. know. I don't know that. I don't know. I would. I'm definitely curious enough 
to see it work, mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. if it does work. I like the fact that you asked for um, numbers. Uh, yeah. Like dyno numbers. Because yeah. if it's putting out close to nitrous numbers in terms of horsepower increase. No way. That's possible. Exactly. There's no yeah. way from a physics perspective that could be possible. $3, At $3,000? At three grand. Oh, man. It just yeah. that, it just – you're halfway to a supercharger kit. Yeah, it just that, sounds. That money. It sounds like a joke. Yeah, it does. It really, really sounds like Natural a joke. Natural nitrous. And I mean, cons- if looking at the unit, it looks like there's gonna have to be refrigerant lines Correct. running to it. Right. Its own condenser in ev- evap and. We already hate air conditioners. Oh, you do. Well, well I'm a we hate. We, we love the cold air. Mm-hmm. But we hate the air conditioning unit. Oh yes, right. Yes, that yes, can yes. be and has been a nightmare previously uh-huh, to uh-huh. some of us. Yes, to have to add another mm-hmm. secondary a, a one, secondary air that's conditioner, pulling electricity, weight, yeah. um, for you know five horsepower, if that. What I don't know what nitrous like a shot of nitrous is good for what like a hundred. I believe so, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to get 100 from a refrigerator from tube. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, it might be a better use to, like, cold your beer, cool your beers. That's yeah. oh, But you shouldn't oh. be drinking while driving. What? Yeah, you don't have to drive. I'm talking about tailgating oh, and camping, okay, right? Oh, gotcha, yeah. Maybe that's a better use of that product. Like, this year, it's the natural nit- nitrous. Uh-huh. Next year is, like, a built-in fridge. Tube fridge. For your car. Ah, there you go. That you can put in that, like, inconspicuously, mm-hmm. not hide, because you don't want to hide. You, know? yeah. <laughs> you don't want to do anything malicious. Right on, right on. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, the more I talk about it, the weirder it is. Mm-hmm. But going back to your uh, your number one product, it was also my number one product. Okay. But there were two. There was the one that described itself as having a built-in ECU. Yes. And there was another one that was sort of actuated. Yes. It didn't look like height was a, you were able to control height like the other one. Yes. But it did control the angle mm-hmm. of the blade, but it it inclu- seemed to include the wing. Yes. And it was $3500. Mm-hmm. Uh whereas the other one, the one that you mentioned cost 28 2500? Oh, 2500. Uh, yeah, you like might be I right. Think. But we weren't sure if in- it included the GT wing. Yes. Now, um I think it would be really, really cool, like on a streetcar especially. It's sort of a flex. Yes. And you mentioned that you would be more willing to get this one than a Voltex. Because it has, um, well, again, the tech nerdiness about it, it's different. Yeah. And it has a real actual function, like a functional piece to it that's a differentiating factor against others. Static big wang spoilers. Yeah. That's what I liked about it. And th- so I could see that being great on a build as a result. Not that I'm building out the S2000 to be a SEMA car. But or maybe you are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would in my head, but it's I'm just a window shopping yeah. person at that point in time. But then I think on a street car, it'd be great. But it's also an excessive purchase yes. for a street car. Yep. And then I could see it being useful on a track car. Mm-hmm. But we also discussed the fact that you're adding more parts that can break. Correct. You know, like yes. what if it gets stuck in a certain pitch uh-huh. or whatever? Because, I mean, I guess we would have to consult a experienced race car driver. Mm-hmm. How much of an advantage do you get by doing a lap that has automatic control? Yes. Of the arrow versus mm-hmm. one that is static and you have to set prior to the race. You'd have to talk to like a engineer that measures like uh, what is aerodynamics. But they'd have to – I mean the engineers may measure aerodynamics in a wind tunnel. Yeah. I would this want – This would be harder because yeah. the, the variables are so different. Yeah. I would, On turns, you could adjust it. Because I would want to know times, right? Mm-hmm. How much seconds – Right. If it's like a half a second advantage, that's huge. What's a, what's the difference w- with big wang versus no wang? Uh, I mean, it depends on where you're at. I mean, yeah. if it's a higher speed track, obviously. Let's say that. It's going to be more significant. Do you have guesstimates on savings? Oh, no, absolutely not. Time savings? No. Okay. Okay. No. But, I, I mean, uh, arrow, I don't know, actually. I mean, it depends on your driver. I mean, if we're talking like. The fastest, fastest laps. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, arrow can make a huge difference. Okay. okay. Right? So I guess it just really depends on the driver. Maybe five seconds, six seconds. So it's all – actually, think about it like F1. It is DRS. Right. For your car. Right. Right. 
But that's a little different. How so? What else does the, the DRS do besides uh, t- flatten that, out that's the spoiler? All, that's all it does. Okay. Okay. Um. So it's to oh, right. To your point, yes. Right, but yeah. it's an F1 car. Mm-hmm. And that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, I don't know how much – I mean, at those speeds, any little tweak can make a huge difference. Correct. But I guess to your point, if it mm. does make a difference with them, although the difference would be smaller – on the cars that we drive, yes, there would be a difference to being able to to pass. be able to tune. Yeah, yeah, they use it to pass. Yeah, because what you could do is on long straights, make it completely even, right? You Put have no DRS. Angle. Yeah, you have DRS. You have DRS. Dude. Yeah, at, yeah, on you're the right. straights. Yeah, that's fucking cool. Because there are rule books that ban it. Most oh, rule books, like in club really? racing, I think, like uh, not necessarily ban it, but it's against the rules uh-huh. to use arrow that you can adjust on the fly. Oh, or a major point deduction, right? Yeah, or a major even point. Oh no, in some classes it's not allowed. Really? Yeah, even the wildest uh, classes. In some of those, you might be maybe I don't know for sure. Like a global time attack. Yeah, if it's an unlimited class, maybe that's yeah, part of the that's unlimited. What I mean. There you go. That's, yeah, yeah, unlimited pla- package. Uh, but other than that, I w- I, you probably wouldn't be able to. That m- so that alone lets you know that it probably would be faster to be able to do something like Correct. that. Correct, yes. But are you willing to pay $2,500 for two? Are you for half a second off at Big Will no, or whatever? No, there's plenty of other things I can do to get that <laughs> half a second. Seat time. Yeah, seat time for me, man. Yeah, gotcha. Seat okay. time for the rest of my life, <laughs> man, before I do that. Gotcha. I think if I got a, like a, a – a dope enough car, mm-hmm. I might do that. Okay. But in the E36, I don't know that I'd be able to spend that kind of money on something that I don't really need, especially not right now. Got it. Okay. But I think with that. That is our episode. That is our episode for day fi- two of SEMA. How do you find us, John? You can find us at 91octane.com. That is all letters, no numbers. Also, like and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. Follow us on Instagram at 91octane. And if you want to send us any emails, info at 91octane.com. As always, if you want the best coffee Guatemala has to offer, visit Carrera.cafe or follow us at Cafe Carrera by 91. Any last words, Randy? Shout out to uh, the listeners. Let us know if there's anything you have questions about with C Oh, yeah, for sure. Hit us up. Hit All us right. up in our DMs. Yes. Good night. Bye.